Welcome to Stockport County Live, Matt Mainwaring and Sam Minahan. Boys, very good evening. Thanks very much for joining us. We should say no Martin um, this week. We've got loads to get through, uh, as we always do. Stockport County have had two fixtures since we were last on air. And there's a little bit of boxing this weekend that may, you just said off air, may sneak in a little bit uh, towards the end. But um, first off, let's, let's, kick with, uh, let's kick off with the main man. Sam, good evening, sir. How are you? I'm very well, Chris. Thank you. Yourself? Yep, all good. Always, always firing. Matty, how are you, pal? I'm very well, mate. Good good to be here. How are you, pal? You well? Mate, I'm all the better for six points coming back from the capital. I'll tell you that much. And uh, <laughs> seeing Sam Minahan sitting there like that tells me that he probably <laughs> well. Sam, it's a good time for County. Yeah, it is. Like, obviously, the six points is big. Two long away trips. Um, goes without saying. It, it weren't the... Uh, Probably the, um, the most enjoyable games to watch from a, a neutral point of view or for, for either side, really, um, in both games. But I think the main thing is just to grind results out. I think that's a sign of a team that, that are going places. And I remember the, the promotion winning season, looking back on that team, trying to draw comparisons. There were games there where it was ugly, it was, it was difficult, but you just find a way to win. And, and that's what it's about, ultimately. That's what, you know we want as players and, and as fans, I know that that's what, that's what they want. They want the success and, and we want it quickly. So it's all about winning at the end of the day. And um, obviously to be where we are in the league with so many games in hand um, and then obviously the cup runs and uh, that momentum that we've just created, it's, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. Matt, you've, you've played in successful teams, Stockport County as, as well as other places. Is, is Sam, can you relate to that? Talk about momentum and, and just keeping the ball rolling. Yeah, of course. Uh, if you look at the last two fixtures, um, it seems to correlate with any side that does well. Is the, we're, we're winning away from home as well, so uh, you know we're getting the rub of the green as well. You know, some of those Bromley chances, they had plenty of chances where they could have equaled things out, and and you know, two or three inches to the left or to the right, you know, one one of those shots hits the post and goes in. The game changes. It's going our way at the minute. It's going our way because I think there's good energy around the club. Um, home and away, we're doing the business, and it seems to be it seems to be snowballing. So, uh, absolutely, it's it's working at the minute. Is that how it feels in camp, Sam? Rub the green and things going our way. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I, I I get what you're saying. It's I'm a big believer in you make your own look sometimes as well, and and teams that seem to fall out of luck, maybe that's that happens for a reason. So, I do agree. There's been there's been times when you think we've got we've got a bit lucky there. Um, I think you get that in games, but then. There's, there's, there's a lot looking back on the last two games where you probably think, well, we could have had five or six on top yeah. of that um, and some decisions and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, th I think we have been lucky to a degree, but then I do think a lot of that is create you, you create your own look a lot of the time. And I think we've done that with the, the the sort of the relentlessness. I've said that, I've used that word quite a lot with our team because I do feel like we're quite relentless in the way that even if we go a goal down, which we have done quite a few times this season, it doesn't really matter. Um Obviously, Barnett equalised, and you sort of get that feeling. Matt, you might have had it as well, where mm. you go a goal down or the equalised, and you still don't you don't feel that panic because you know that you've got enough and you've got the yeah. trust in teammates to sort of to get that other goal to win the game. And 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 I feel like we have that this season, and we had that. And again, going back to that promotion and and all of the seasons, to be honest, since I've been here. Mm. You um you remind me Sam of uh, of an interview we did over the summer uh, when we did the Legend series. Um, we, we had all these different players on from, from 2007 and 8 and through the 90s and anywhere else uh, in between. And the common theme that the successful players um, from those teams was 
they didn't fear anyone. And if a goal came, you know, like like you just basically just said, then if we go behind or if we draw in, there's no panic because you've just got this belief. It's just, it's not arrogance. It's not cockiness. It's not delusion. It's just, okay, you know, you just keep on, keep on going. And if you've got that in, in your team, you're a dangerous team. Yeah, and I think part of that comes to confidence in, in everyone around you. It's it's not just, you know, confidence in your strikers to get the goals. It's confidence in your goalkeeper to make those crucial saves. Like I thought against Barnett, I think Ben went under the radar. The, the early saves that he made kept us in the game and he's done a lot of that since the time I've been here. And obviously confidence in your back line that we're going to clear all the crosses, win our headers, win our battles, the midfield to work for each other. And I just think it's that sort of, respect and, and uh, knowingness that everyone around you is going to put in that shift and bring their own quality to the table. And you see it every single day in training. And then obviously when it comes to a game, all of that comes out. And that means that means a lot and that counts for a lot. And that gives you that, like you say, that it's not arrogance. It's just confidence in what you are doing and what we're building. And um, I think that sort of translates out onto the pitch. Subject to a pretty nasty tackle against Barnett. You doing okay? I'm fine, yeah, I'm, I'm, couldn't be better. Like, we spoke about off-air, didn't we, about the tackle, and it was, I don't know, It's people make their own minds up, obviously. I've managed to ride it quite well, and then looking back, it probably looks like a, like a bad one and uh, probably does deserve a red card. Um, looking back, but in, in the heat at the moment, I sort of managed to see it coming and ride the tackle, and, uh, and then I, I think I took a, an elbow off Effie on as well, which probably hurt more, to be honest. Um, you think I think he saw me come in and <laughs> his elbow tasted really nice. So, um, but no, I'm I'm fighting fit and I'm uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. When what well, you've I mean I don't, I don't want to go over your your injuries and stuff, Mike. But you were obviously talking about how how you how, how you take tackles differently. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can ride them if your legs are planted. <clears throat> you know, if it, sometimes it's more not the tackle but the way you land. There's just so many things that can go wrong. Yeah, uh, of course. Did you, did you wince a bit when you saw a couple of them coming in? No, not at all. No, uh, following my broken leg, um, I, I do actually remember the first tackle I made in training. It was about seven or eight months after, so it was when I just started to join in with the lads again. Um, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I can I can still tackle, and my leg's not going to break." You know, so you just get on with it. But um, to be honest, no, no difference mentally because I think. I thought to myself, I'm in the wrong game here if I can't tackle. So yeah, uh, need to squash that early and, and did that and then, you know, got on with things. But when I watch things on telly now and, and I see bad tackles, I think it's given me a bit of a sharper eye to see what's a fair tackle, what's not a fair tackle, what, what's reckless, what's uh, necessary, you know. And I just think the one on you, Sam, there was, in my opinion, um, it was dangerous. If I was a referee, it's a red card for me. If I was Jim Gannon, I'd be raging. Uh, it wasn't overly high, but it's totally. It was. It looked like he'd set out to go right through you, sort of thing. Play the ball or not, you know. Um, and on that basis, well, like, sorry, mate. It's like we said as well. I think obviously, if you watch the uh, about five or ten seconds beforehand, he gives the ball away, and I sort of nip in, and then we're on the break. And I think it's that uh, that frustration of giving the ball away, maybe that sort of led him into it. But yeah. again, going back to the gaffer, he's. That's why he's so big on discipline. I think obviously you'll 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 know about it yourselves, listen to his interviews and stuff. But it's interesting to actually hear the logic behind why he thinks discipline is so important. And, and it's mm. a lot of it, you know. It's it, I completely agree with sort of 
you lose a player, which probably costs them the game. He then misses the next couple of games. Yeah. Um, obviously injuring players and, and, and all that sort of stuff, but and giving the set pieces away or whatever it is, it's it's all it's interesting to sort of learn the logic and then sort of it all makes sense and, and sort yeah. of uh, clicks. Yeah, it's all about. I mean, it's all about percentages in a game. In a game that tight, and most games in the national league are very tight. Yeah, it's, it's about percentages and tipping it in your favour. And you know, it, let's say when the first ball's kicked, it's a fifty-fifty, and then it, you get a man sent off. It turns into a seventy-thirty all of a sudden because they sort of group up in their two banks of four. I've ten. I've I've nine men behind the ball. A lone striker up the pitch, and, and immediately we're, we're piling the pressure on. And, You've got a different game to what you had five minutes ago. Yeah, it's, completely. It's, yeah, it's um, definitely a game changer. Was Jim like that when you played there, Matty? Was you know because I mean you know we we look at previous years. I think I think I'm right in saying Samuel, you'll, you'll know um, if I'm wrong here. But the last two seasons, County have not a fair play league in the division. We certainly yeah, yeah. in the season we won the league. Um, was Jim like that when you played with him, Matty? Was was he very much of that mindset then? Yeah, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a mindset of um, he doesn't want people to be aggressive. I don't think you can play at that level without having an edge to you. But I think it's a mindset of not giving needless free kicks away. Um, he used to cane us when when we give a free kick away. If we lunged, if we lunged in, yeah, and and missed time something when we didn't need to lunge in, and then all of a sudden in a nil-nil game or a one-all game, you, you you know you're up against these giants. They're whipping a free kick into the box. They're just putting us under pressure. He hated that, and, and understandably, I'd do exactly the same thing if I was a manager. Not too bad up the pitch in the final third, but in, in in your middle third or your own third, if you're giving needless free kicks away, he would he would go mad. And like I say, I don't think it's the fact that he he wasn't of an aggressive mindset. You need your ratters in the team, you need your ball winners and people who break up play. But I just don't think he wanted. I think he'd much rather you stand up and you show him backwards. Everything he did was from a tactical sort of shape perspective. If you take a player out of the game by lunging in, then immediately you're overloaded somewhere, and that's how he'd. Uh, that's how we'd see things. Just want to say, uh, Sam, we're looking at County's form and, and the, the fixtures coming up, but it's now five um, five wins on the spin, um, including the Oval game. It's, things are looking really healthy. We had the, the month, I don't know what the right word is, the month break, the month lockdown, the month, whatever it was because of, because of COVID. So there is some catching up to do, which, you know, leaves County in a... Um, a position that, that you know that is probably unfair at the moment because there's all that time to catch up. But I guess other teams will probably go through that in their own stages in the season as well. But the form table, the way things are going, it looks it looks really impressive. And we know what's gone on over the summer with the investment and the change up and everything else. But it looks like we're matching that on the pitch now. Yeah, I think. If you look at the finer details of that as well, so you, you, you talk about the break, a lot of the teams will probably struggle with the, the two-week break and obviously um, it, being away from training and all that sort of stuff. And then to come back and then the first game was Yeovil and the lads, some of the lads have played 120 minutes there. That's the first game back. And then a week later, obviously, you, you're back to it in the league. And I think to, to sort of have that run beforehand, go on a little break, and then come back and still manage to to sort of play at that intensity and get the results with credit to the boys and the staff and, and everyone there. And like you touched on before, I think obviously with the new the new takeover and stuff, it's it was really exciting times and it's it's what everyone deserves. Um but it's sort of putting that I've always said it's putting that into action then because there's that expectation no matter what. And then obviously this is probably give it a bit extra on top of on top of that. So 
for us to sort of be carrying that out and uh, turning those sort of like expectations into a reality um, is something that, you know, we should be proud of, but it's, it's, it's still, the job's still not done, as they say. So we need to, uh, we need to keep doing what we're doing and, and keep adding because ultimately that's what I think gets your success. So the signs, the signs are really good, but there's still a lot, uh, a lot of time, a lot of matches to be played, but um, it is, like you say, it's looking really positive and, uh, the, the buzz and the vibe around training and, and, and the, the games and stuff is just second to none. And um, yeah, we just we just want to keep kicking on. Just a quick one on Sutton. Um, next up, do you know much about them? Do you know um, what they're about? Obviously, um, the gaffers sort of like looked into them as, as he does with every team, and we've been working on a few things in training. Um, you will do by tomorrow. Like, <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a lot of that tomorrow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, make, make sure I'm, I'm, I'm alive and awake for that because um, there's a lot of detail to take in. Yeah. Um, but it's all it's all good and it, it sort of gives us that edge. Um, we know they've got a few a few threats, um, but we also know they've got a few weaknesses as well. So that's what we sort of we, we look at. And um, like I say, I think we, we back ourselves against anyone. Um, I remember playing them last season. I think we went, we went on a bit of a bad spell and we didn't win him like a full month maybe I think it was and then they were the first game um, where we managed to pick up a point at their place um, uh, they've got some good players and I, I can remember the style of play and I don't think they've changed too much since last season so there's certain things that you remember when you when you play against the team that you've already played um, but yeah we'll uh, we'll do our we've done our homework and we'll uh, we'll do a bit more work on it tomorrow and be ready for it just um just that quickly i know i'm kind of um speaking a, a lot here at the moment sorry matt but um what, one, of the, one of the things i wanted to ask was uh west ham in the cup i mean your your personal season in the fa cup has been a roller coaster <laughs> yeah. Um, Cheers, Chris. yeah go on <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> what's up mate <laughs> not bringing up any specific instances. when you saw that draw for West Ham, can you just give us a, a brief insight into what was running through your per, your own mind when that ball was drawn out and Robbie Savage gave a bit of a cheer? <laughs> yeah, I want to know this as well, mate, because uh, I, I never got a Prem club in the FA Cup. So, yeah, do you know what? It was just like you sort of have a minute where you're like, "What's just happened?" Sort of, it's it's weird. It's like obviously we were the first ball out, so you know you're having a home draw, and then you're thinking about well. We were quite early on as well, so I was like, it, it could literally be anyone. And then obviously all the thoughts run around your mind. And then I saw West Ham and I was like, I had to like, sort of do a double check. And then when I found out again, that obviously uh, we've got a Premier League team. It's probably going to be on telly. It's, it's the third round. It's a chance to play against some of the best players from all over the world. And it's for me and, and for the boys, that's that's something that doesn't come around very often, if ever. So, um, I mean, we've made the second round a few times. I've had a couple of decent little uh, runs in the in the cup when I was at Worcester, um, but this just trumps it all. And to be playing against um, a team like West Ham, my uh, one of my good mates is actually the analyst there, so I dropped him a message straight away and he uh, gave me a bit of stick straight away. But um, it, it'll just be a great, great occasion for everyone. Um, one that we're we're sort of we're looking forward to. We know there's a lot of football to be played before that, which we which will be our main focus. But we are sort of all really excited for that and the and the day itself. Um, and it's just a chance to play against, I guess, some of the best players in the in the country and in the world, and in front of fans, hopefully as well, which would be uh, which would be amazing. It was something, wasn't it, Matt? When when that ball came out, 
Top, top draw. You can't ask for more, can you? It's, it's what um, football's all about. It's a short career. So these, these are the games that you want. And you're going into this game with absolutely nothing to lose. You're high-flying in, in the National League. You know, they, they're doing very well in the Prem, so there's no expectations whatsoever. Um, and I don't think, I honestly don't think they'll put any sort of weak inside out. I think, I think they'll know that we'll, we'll be coming, we'll be coming to turn, turn them over, you know, and got a good game, good game on our hands. Call me, call me deluded, right? And you can both, you both played with Jim at County. You both, you both know a hell of a lot more about how he works and how he operates. <clears throat> and maybe I am completely biased because I've, I've followed County my whole life. I genuinely, genuinely, I'm not just saying this because you're on the line. I genuinely believe we can get a result against them. We spoke, we spoke all over the last few weeks about <coughs> we get a Premier League team, and I think it was Paul Turnbull was saying the other week, yeah. Matt, how of course Jim could have gone and managed in the Prem. You know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you look at all the managers that have managed in the Prem since the beginning. Jim is tactically up there with, you know, you, you know, you would know, you would never put him at the bottom of that list, and, and does it on a smaller budget as well. So yeah. exactly now. Sam, maybe a couple of years ago, we'd have been saying, okay, well, tactically, Jim and David Moyes, that's an interesting discussion, but part-time players against full-time <coughs> Premier League opposition, the fitness will probably overrule that. But now we're full-time. We've got players who are used to being full-time. The transition has not just happened. This has been a, a good 18 months or so now in, in the making of this hybrid to full-time. Um, and as you touched on at the beginning there, We've got this awesome momentum, assuming it, assuming it's still going on yeah. uh, when the game comes around. I'll, I'll put it to both of you. I'll start with you, Sam. I genuinely believe we can go out and, and do this. I mean, so I'm sort of player, and it's it's it might sound crazy to some people, but I, I just believe I'll win every game. And and like obviously you don't do, but. I genuinely do, and, and it doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's just something that I've always sort of got into a game thinking, and, and I, I believe a lot of the boys will be similar in that respect. And that that's no disrespect to who we're playing against because we're fully aware of who we're playing against. But like you say, football is very much a confidence game, and if you've got you don't know what's going to happen in between um, now and then. But our confidence is, is sky high, and and um, and I think that will sort of continue into that game. Um, I don't know what where they'll be at, but like you've touched on since the takeover, I can't begin to tell you how you know professional the club's become. Not that it wasn't prior to that, but it's just sort of taken the next level where you know we are training probably like a Championship Premier League club. We're being looked after like a club from that level. So like you, like I think what you're trying to say there is we've we've sort of got a manager and and, and people around you know staff and um, and people around us that are trying to sort of lead us into that sort of elite mentality because that's ultimately where the club's heading and that's where we want to end up so they're sort of treating us now like we are a West Ham United for example and that might sound again might sound crazy but um, I think with all of that training the full time and, and, and everything that surrounds that I think we'll go into the game looking to cause an upset and again no disrespect to, to obviously our opponents because we're fully aware of, of who they are and, and the sort of you know players that they are but um we'll try and find again some weaknesses and just we'll just give it our all and who knows who knows Matty am I being am I being biased or do, do we genuinely have a dog in this fight no uh, there's no way on earth you can you can say you're being biased after after our sort of recent form absolutely not um, we, we have to be realistic we're going to be the underdogs um, 
And I think it's going to come down to two things. I think it's going to come down to we have to stay in the game in the first half. So I don't think we can concede because, it's again, it's a mentality shift. If we concede, it, they'll settle down um, and control the game because they're very good players at, at elite level. So I don't think we can concede. We have to, man- you have to, we have to basically um, stay in it from the off. And I think these might be minimal, but I think we have to, well, it's quite obvious, we have to take out any chance we get chances. It's a 90-minute match at the end of the day. Anything can happen in ninety minutes, so we've got we've got a great chance. Nothing to lose. We're going to be underdogs. Stay in the game. Take your chances. Got every chance. Um, before we move on, Sam, I'm, I'm going to stick my neck out here and stand to sound very stupid if uh, if I've got this wrong. Wasn't there a story a couple of scenes ago about you and Wolfsburg, or, or you had some tie with a German club? <laughs> no, you you're sort of right. You're sort of right. Um... Yeah, what, was it a Bulgarian club? Yeah. yeah. So basically, um, quite a funny story actually. So obviously, we've got, with my Wikipedia page, anyone can edit Wikipedia pages. And basically, my dad <laughs> played in a Sunday league team um, back in the day. And it was called, I can't remember the exact name, um, but it, it, CSK Sphere, that was it. CSK Sphere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, and and so his 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 pub team name was CSK Sphere or whatever it is the club. So his mate's gone on my Wikipedia page and added uh, an insert into it saying um, Minihan's dad played for CSK Sphere <laughs> alongside. And then he lists all his mates' names with full V on the end, basically to make them sound like the Bulgarian. And and ever since then, I guess when people do the research, um, I remember I've done a few interviews in the past and. I know when we played on BT, I think it was a couple of seasons ago against Hartlepool, someone actually brought, brought it up and it was like, I'm getting messages saying I didn't realise you were Bulgarian or... And I was like, right, listen, listen, I, I, I genuinely am not, but uh, that's the story behind it. It was it sort of stuck with me and um, I could probably pass as Bulgarian to be fair, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was... Uh, it's not true though. It's not. Unfortunately, it's not true because it would have been a pretty funny story to tell, but... Uh, yeah, that wasn't there. Uh, Until now, now, Matty, Christmas quiz comes around, true or false round. Did Sam Minahan play for the SKA uh, <laughs> Sophia or, or did his dad? I'm still going to go with yes because he's te- I'm technically not wrong. <laughs> technically not wrong. <laughs> technically not wrong. <laughs> Alongside Dave. Little, little bending of the truth. Forget the VR. <laughs> little bending of the truth, mate. I wish it was true. I'd love it to be yeah. true, but it's not. <laughs> Brown of and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. good team. Um, let, let's move. Let's move away um, from the football. Sam, we, we've touched on it at the top of the show. There, it's no secret. Certainly, I'm bit of a boxing nut, Matty. We know about your professional career, moving from football into the boxing world, and of course, throwing us those um, trick questions—not trick questions, the trivia questions in the, in the <laughs> quiz this week. Well, you're um, you're a man of the sport yourself, but <clears throat> people may not know this. But Sam, you're a bit of a um, a follower of the uh, of the, the gentleman sport as well. Um, I know that you have good conversations with the likes of Nick Donnelly in house at County about this fight uh, and that fight. There's quite a big one this weekend. You got any feelings on the AJ fight? Uh, I think like like everything with AJ, when when he goes into a fight, you're just never sure, and that's what makes it exciting, I guess. Um, he's he's obviously he's had a, he's had a big break. I was watching a few interviews that he had with John Nelson recently. And, He's sort of talking about um, how he used that time to sort of 
find himself again and sort of mentally and physically feels like he's in a better place. And um, I, I sort of believe what he says. I think he's a really intelligent bloke, which um, which really impresses me about AJ probably more than most boxers. He's, he's just sort of, sort of seems to have that intelligence um, going into fights and, and he sort of does his homework. And physically, you can't question him and, and, and that sort of stuff. But like you say, he's, when he gets rocked, he sort of, he sort you never know what's going to happen and uh, I don't know a, a lot a lot about Usyk but um, seeing a few of his clips and stuff he looks quite sharp and he looks like he has got one of those punches in him so I'd like to think AJ is going to come out on top but like I remember watching him Khan back in the day you just never knew because of because of his chin and the way that he was sometimes so it's it's it makes for an exciting fight but uh, like you say you never know we should say we should say it's not Usyk it's your it's your country man. Bulgarian Ubrat Pule. Oh, who, of course. Oh, jeez. That sums my boxing knowledge up. There you go. <laughs> Stick to football with me. <laughs> but um, I, I, I imagine that you Bulgarians stick together. But um, <laughs> um, Matty, so, hey, listen, it's a hell of a fight. And um, like Sam said, you, you take Joshua's last two fights and you've got chalk and cheese. Mm. I mean, fair point. Don't know what's coming. Absolutely, yeah. I think every fight he has now between now and him retiring is going to get bigger and bigger no matter who he's in with. Um, he, I think I think he wins on Saturday. I think he wins because he has to because there's just too much money on the line for a slip-up with, with you know, in terms of facing Tyson Fury. I think um, I, I think he's the best I've seen in box was the Ruiz uh, rematch. That and the Parker fight. I think he, he boxed properly. I think he's got so used down the line to sparking people out and people not getting up within the 10 count that he went for the kill with Ruiz uh, and got caught in an exchange because he had faster hands. I, I think he will have learned from that because because he has to learn from it. And I think I, I, I see him employing the same tactics, but I, I see him getting him out of there mid, mid to late rounds. No, fair play. I think, <laughs> I think, you know, we all kind of suspect that this Tyson Fury fight is on the horizon and I think over the last couple of years the tide has turned whereas you would have said a while ago everyone will fancy AJ for that fight mm. but the smart money goes on Tyson I think it's the other way around now I think most people would probably say Tyson wins that that AJ fight if it happens but you, I, I'm personally as you mentioned the other night on the, on the boxing show that we did I was so impressed with AJ in his last fight against Ruiz mm. Maybe he's got that boxing now. Now, maybe maybe he does cause a problem for Tyson Fury. Yeah, maybe. I mean, be, being in there myself, it, you, you get a feel for uh, styles and and what 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 can be done and what what can't be done and what people find difficult and what what's easy to fight against. I've always, along the way, there's no no doubt in my mind, Tyson Fury is one of the best pure boxers on the planet. He does things that we just don't see heavyweights doing. He's probably the closest thing we've had to Muhammad Ali. And everyone who watches him spar down at Ricky's gym and other gyms say the same thing. His switch hitter, his feet are unbelievable for a big 18, 19 stone man. Um, but speaking from personal experience, I think I always found it easier to land on lads that were my size or bigger in terms of whether that's height, weight. Um, Joshua's a big fella and, and, and with, with the likes of Ruiz and uh, Povetkin and people like that, he's punching down. I can relate to that 100%. The sailing under shots. Tyson Fury's a big target. Um, and he's, Joshua's got more to his game and more strings to his bow than somebody like Klitschko had. You know, he, he, 
he's a bit more fluent with his movement. Klitschko was very solid with the jab. His one-two was wicked, but you know, Tyson Fury nullified that. Joshua's got a bit more than that. He's a bit more explosive, a bit more fast twitchy. I think that makes for a very interesting fight. But equally, on the flip side, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw Tyson Fury box his head off for 12 rounds. It's one of them that we just we just need to need to see. Styles make fights. Um, it's a strange one. Fury knocks out Wilder in the second fight, makes pretty light work of him. I think he'd have a harder, this is my opinion, I think he'd have a harder time with Joshua. But then if you put Wilder in with Joshua, I think Wilder gives Joshua problems. It's it's, it's all styles. So No triangle theories here. Say that again, Chris. No triangle theories. Just because you beat one doesn't mean you beat this guy. Exactly, yeah. No, you look at uh, Mayweather, Hatton and Castillo, you know, Mayweather struggles with Castillo twice. Hatton knocks Castillo out. Mayweather knocks Hatton out. It, it, it's the way boxing goes. Yeah, so got a very interesting fight. Possibly two fights. You know, there's a lot of money to be made there. They might have a. They might even have a trilogy. Just hope they do it before it's too late. Yeah, Sam, who would you go for, AJ or Fury, if that comes up? It's a tough one because with Fury, he sort of won me over. I think back to his fights with um, with Klitschko and people like that. I've, I've sort of always said like, I just don't think he's got enough. And then every fight he comes out and he just bamboozles them. And like you're talking about there, in terms of styles, create fights and and, uh, and make fights, that's the sort of thing that I probably don't know much about. Obviously, you guys will, but in terms of styles and how one can sort of beat the other and, and the technical aspects to it all. But what interests me is the sort of the mentality of, um, of boxers. Um, and with, with Fiori, it's like, I just, just think about people that have gone into the ring with him and they just don't know what to make of him. And I think that, going back to listening to AJ's sort of um, interviews and podcasts and whatnot, he talks a lot about how he's constantly thinking in his mind as the fight's going on, um, how I can maybe, you know, get my in or which punch I need to select or what they seem to be doing a lot of that I can counteract. And he's, he's constantly thinking about what the other fighter's going to do. With Fury, I don't know how you sort of read him, and especially mm-hmm. during the fight, because one minute... One minute he's sort of like dancing around like a lunatic, and the next minute he's jumping <laughs> in the face and looking yeah. around. And I, I, I just don't know how we sort of how we deal with that and and the the mind games beforehand. I, I, I just don't I don't know how all that would pan out. But um, yeah, if I was to call it, if he were to fight, let's say next year, for example, I probably would have to go for Fiore because of of just the last sort of like two three years and mm. um and, and, and what he's done but like you say there's a lot more to it than that just just finally we'll we'll end it on um on a football note but kind of on that theme Tyson Fury is a man who has said on a number of occasions um or certainly had said about him on a number of occasions he's a what you might call a big game player you know you, you look at the Klitschko and the Wilder performances and you think Wow, unbelievable. Best I've ever seen. If you look at the guys in the middle, the Seferis and the, the um, I forget his name, the guy who cut his eye in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget Tom, his name as well. Tom, Tom Swartz. Swartz. Yeah, Swartz. yeah. And, um, and Otis, the German fella. Sam, you all know, he's the, the Eastern European. Who's <laughs> 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 um, But, you know, you get this idea that for the big boys, he shows up and for the, for the, for the for the not so much maybe you know maybe you can't really get out of bed for them. Sam, do you ever see that in footballers? Do you ever see that in like you know you've heard of these these big game players and they'll turn it on for the all right let, let's let's kind of put it in our situation. You turn it on for the West Ham game, they get man of the match. But against the uh, uh, with all due respect, someone like Bromley, 
they maybe don't show. Do you ever see that in football? I've played a lot. I've played against a lot of players that are like that. Um, not necessarily played with players like that, um, especially at County. Um, but yeah, there's, there's teams that sort of notorious for it or um, players that you sort of look at and you play against and you think, I remember playing you a couple of seasons ago and I couldn't get anywhere near you. And then you play them again and it's, it's the weather might be a bit cold or the surface might not be great or whatever it is that's putting them off that day. Like you say, it might be a bit of an up and game to them. And it's a just it's a completely different person. Um, and that, again, just goes back to the mentality, mentality of the person. Um, so, yeah, I've played against a lot that are like that. And it's, it's hard to sort of understand how you can really be like that because a game's a game at the end of the day. Um, it depends what you're in it for. But like I say, for me personally, you go into a game and you, you want to win and you want to perform. There's, there's people that are paying to watch you. Um, I know how much it means to the, to the people of County and, 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 and it means to the boys, like I say, to get those successes and get back to where we belong. So for me, it's just, I can't really comprehend how you can turn it on for big games and then not for other games. And that's just, it's just a bit alien to me. But yeah, I've played a lot against a lot like that. And um, like I say, it's, it's hard to understand, really. Matty, I'm assuming you've seen it as well. Yeah, of course. But I think um, dead right there, Sam, it, it does happen. Um, but, but I think the higher up you go, I think there's less and less of those because I think they perform week in, week out because a manager won't have you in if you don't. Um, get relating back to the, the the boxing thing, I think maybe Fury just had uh, one of those hard nights at the office. Going back to the style thing, still found a way to win, but there was a few things that the, his dad spoke about. Maybe he was he was underweight a little bit, you know, just just a styles clash. Going back to football, um, different game altogether. You've got eleven lads, and I think if if seven, eight, nine, or ten of you perform, your chances are you're going to win the game. If five or six year of sort of under par, you're going to draw the game or lose the game. That's normally the pattern. I think the higher up you go, lads perform. That's what people want. They want season pros that can do a job 40 games a season. I think that, I think just to dip in as well, I think that's why it's it's hard to understand really because you, like you say, it's, it's a team sport now that we're talking about and boxing is obviously individual, but um, you're letting your teammates down and, and, that, and that's another thing where, you know, how can you turn up and treat a game differently and not yeah. have the same motivation levels when you're letting yourself down, but your teammates are, you know, they look, they're probably looking at you and thinking, what's going on here? This isn't the person we recognise. And, and that, for me, is one of the driving factors as well. You don't want to let your mates down and, and the lads no. that you're, you're training every single day with and you're, you're working so hard towards this point and, and then you just don't fancy it because there's a bit of rain or cold weather or whatever the excuse is. So yeah. it's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why that shouldn't happen. You know, think most, you know what I'm wearing? On the pitch, how you come? In training, <laughs> yeah, and, and weirdly, I wear gloves, but I don't wear a hat, which is weird. Like it, that doesn't make much sense. But <laughs> I'm just uh, when it comes to game day, though, I try and stay traditional with it all and uh, and act like the man. But yeah, it's uh, it, even at Barney, it was it was a cold surface, it was a cold day, and a cold night, and stuff. But once you're playing, you you're into it then, and, and then it's just game on. Yeah, the title winning games, aren't they? The, the four hour travelling on a Tuesday night. You know, you go there, do a job. That's it. Come back. It's, it's easy to play at Edgeley Park on a Saturday, isn't it? Costness. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I'm I'm what they call a big podcast player, so I, I don't show I don't show up for the little ones. But I, the, I am I am these days, Chris. As well. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll let you make your own mind up for tonight. But listen, Sam, it's been um, it's been a treat having you on. We kept you on a little longer, pre-agreed, we should say, but it was um, 
it, you're all, listen, mate, you're always welcome back. And it's it's good things at County at the moment, and um, long may they continue. Yeah, and I'm sure they will do, mate. I'm sure they will. And uh, thanks for asking me on as well for any time. No worries, mate. We'll see you at the weekend against Brooklyn. Top man, Sam. Keep up the good work, pal. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Chris. Top man. Cheers, lads.